0: Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as i know, known, and two films up for review this week. First up is The Banshees of Innesharon, which is Martin McDonough's latest, and then there is Wendell and Wild, which is a stop-motion animated feature. First up is The Banshees of Inisherin*, which is the latest film from Martin McDonough who did In Bruges, Three Billboards, and he reunites with Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, which is always a delight to see together. The film takes place on a small island off the coast of Ireland, and it's just like a small town, and the two of them are friends, but no longer friends, and the film explores that dynamic and also uh, Colin Farrell's uh, character sort of, uh, I don't know, maybe having a moment of self-discovery, it's its very strange. And I think one of the challenges for me personally with this film is that I, I'm not proud of what I'm about to say, but for me and the screening that I was at, it might have been preferable to actually have been watching this film home alone. And the film is visually gorgeous. You know, uh, the island looks beautiful. The skies are amazing. Uh, the sets, all, the, all this stuff. But... The audience that I was with was uh, a bit, I don't know, it felt very performative, their reactions to it, and I could not hear what was happening. So maybe this also speaks to the theater in particular I was in, but it also would have been nice to have subtitles, and it's not that I can't generally understand the Irish accent, but some of it was just I couldn't hear it over the thing anyway this is this was a me problem but uh, I don't know if this is a movie that you have to see in theaters uh, in order to appreciate it so just be aware of that it also has Carrie Condon who gives truly I she was actually the standout performance of the film for me which is the very impressive and also I, I wish you know more time had been given to her character and you've also got Barry Keoghan so there's a lot of reunions happening you know not just Colin Farrell Brendan Gleeson and Martin McDonough but you've got Barry Keoghan and Colin Farrell from Killing of a Sacred Deer. This is a very actor, capital A actor film. And I can very much see how probably nominations are going to come from it. Which is fine. I The thing I liked about it is that it is limited in scope. And it is about relationships. And uh, it you don't need a lot to get into those relationships. They are simultaneously surface level understandable very quickly. But also there's a lot of depth to them. The challenge for me is that the one relationship I wanted the most depth to and wanted to know the most about, the whole point of the film is not letting you in on some of that. And so it's just this uh, uh, not cat and mouse game, but, you know, it's, it's withholding from you the thing that would be the most satisfying. And I don't know if it does it. As enjoyably as I would have hoped. Maybe that is the point of it, and I just have missed out and was so distracted by other things, but I would consider giving it a rewatch, which, especially in an award season, is a, a big thing for me. So that is a compliment to the film, certainly. There are some tougher themes that don't go too in depth, but uh, they're, they're there, and there's also a fair amount of gore that I was not expecting uh, that was deeply disturbing so be aware of that going into it I know I might be it's like a tiny bit of spoiler in that sense but I I do think you should probably be aware if you are squeamish about things like that I think Colin Farrell is very good in this I think Brendan Gleeson is amazing but as I said Carrie Condon was my my favorite of them as much as I thought it was a well put together film I also could have seen this being a very good play and Martin McDonough is a playwright and, you know, yes, ha- setting it as a film and having access to these locations is great, but because the scope of it is so limited to, you know, the 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 interpersonal relationships, uh, th- there are times where I'm like, okay, and it's, it's not long. It's not a long film. But in spite of having a decent time of it, I am not in a place where I am saying, hey, absolutely run out and go see this movie and I do think that is one of the challenges when film gets released in the time it is getting released is that uh, you know things do get overhyped and there's a lot of focus being put on the performance and things like that and it, it does create this expectation where I think if I had discovered this just sort of on my own or I had watched it I would have enjoyed it more so I want to temper your expectations in that sense. I still think it's enjoyable. I laughed a fair amount. You know, there are some, uh, there's a lot of emotional scenes. So it, it does have that range. I just wish it had been more satisfactory in terms of building out a little bit, giving us just like a little bit more into these lives, even though they definitely, they give us some surface bits, but I, I want, I wanted more. And that is such a double-edged sword. But overall, I'm going to give it a 3.8 out of 5. I'm going to take a quick break and be right back. And I'm back. The other film I have this week is called Wendell and Wild, and it is a stop motion animated film from Henry Selick, who is an absolutely legendary stop motion director. He is actually the director of Nightmare Before Christmas. I know a lot of people associate it with Tim Burton, but he is the director. He did James and the Giant Peach and Coraline, and this is actually his latest film since Coraline. Yes, stop motion films take a very long time to make. There's also been some drama in between, but excited to see him back in the director's chair. And not only back in the director's chair, but he has two wonderful collaborators on this who most people probably know or likely know their names at this point if you're not an animation person more likely and that is Keegan-Michael Key and Jordan Peel so it is a Key and Peel reunion in the world of stop motion could you ask for more as an animation fan slash fan of horror-y type thing no you couldn't uh and I think that you can very much feel especially Jordan Peele's because he was a producer on it as well. You can feel his sensibility and where it really elevates the story. And I was lucky enough to have the chance to talk to Henry about it. And, you know, seeing where his suggestions have been implemented just makes it that much better. You know, I think the core story is still Henry's, but you can just feel Jordan's sensibilities. And, and if you are a fan of his, this is going to be such a delight for you. It, it This was just a great fusion. And, I should talk about the plot briefly. Uh, So it centers around a character named Kat, who is voiced by Lyric Ross, who I think does an amazing job. Unfortunately, tragedy befalls her and she ends up, she ends up at a a private school. It's very, you know, she meets a bunch of folks she doesn't necessarily fit in with. And then simultaneously, while we are following her, we are also following Wendell and Wilde, who are two demons, whose father is Buffalo Belzer, who's voiced by Ving Rhames. Uh, And Wendell and Wilde are Key and Peele. And basically the film is following Kat, discovering some things about herself and how that intersects with the world of Wendell and Wilde. And I don't want to give anything else away, but... One of the other things that I loved about this movie is that it just integrates diversity without making it a thing. The characters look diverse. I do know that one of the big story changes that came out of, of Jordan Peele, especially coming on board, was that Cat, who is a young black woman, uh, is became the protagonist of the film. Uh, you've also got Angela Bassett in it as one of the, I think it's a it's a religious school, so Sister Helly. James Hong plays the principal or whatever you would call it at a religious school uh, father bests you've also just got these characters who visually reflect a more diverse world and it's not something we get to see often in animation let alone stop motion but also there's more diversity in this film I feel like visually than there is in most live action films so that was just an extra bonus treat and I'm skirting aggressively around the plot because it is just one of those weird wild ride things that you, you should just go on it you should go on the ride if you like Henry Selick, or if you like Kean Peel, or if you like Jordan Peel's solo career, any of those three elements alone, there's enough of that DNA in this that it would be worth it. But to see the three combined was really exciting. There are, it's not a perfect film. There are parts where you can feel the seams between the three styles a little bit more uh, that don't work maybe as smoothly, but I think still Getting to see an original story that happens to be in this wonderful medium is is really fun. It's a good spooky season thing. I think a lot of people will really love the character of Kat. She is a, just a, a delightful protagonist. So Wendell and Wilde, it's out streaming. I'm going to give it a four out of five. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.